0: Hello. Happy Monday. Welcome to the marketing in minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Klusterman. I'm a senior account manager at Evenbound. Evenbound is a diamond HubSpot solutions partner and a digital marketing agency located in Grand Haven, Michigan. In each episode of this podcast, we'll break down current and complex marketing questions into easily digestible five to 10 minute episodes. Let's jump into it Today, We're joined by the one and only Ben Johnson. Ben, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. (laughs) If you haven't been listening to our last couple of weeks, Ben's been joining us on Mondays to talk about all things SEO. We've talked about local SEO. We've talked about GA4, direct and organic traffic, all that good stuff. Today, our question is, how do I respond to negative Google reviews? So today's episode is super relevant to that what is local SEO, uh, talking about managing your Google My Business and keeping that up to date, especially with Google reviews. So let's just start with that, Ben. Should I be responding to Google reviews, positive or negative?
1: Yes, you should be responding to all reviews. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The ones that people probably, yeah, the ones that people probably don't really think about too much are the positive ones, right? Um, But again, goal there is um, showing people that you are active and uh and things like that right so just even like a simple hey thanks for you know the kind words we really appreciate the business looking forward to helping you again in the future kind of a thing it can be just that generic
0: yeah so the the positive ones while you might think about them too much it's because they're easy they're it's easy to say thanks we enjoyed working with you too thanks for the five-star review all that stuff What's more difficult is responding to the bad reviews or the negative reviews when someone has a complaint or they didn't have a good experience working with your business or maybe they're making it up, you know? I mean, people, <laughs> we we work in digital marketing. We've seen it. Someone could have never worked with your business but like heard one thing and they'll leave you a review like they're the authority and they know. And it's it's not easy to get Google reviews taken down.
1: And I mean, we've we've even seen some things of like, you know, ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends, <laughs> you know, leaving bad comments about their ex, like, you know, things like that. So yes, it's a, it's it's the wild, wild west out there in review land. It's
0: the wild, wild west in <laughs> Google review land. But it's like you said, it's important to respond to bad reviews and n- not only for, um, to show people that you're active, but I mean, to, sh- to like respond to that person that had a poor experience with your business. So can you talk about the best ways and maybe some best practices about responding to those bad reviews?
1: Yeah, for sure. And again, I think the other um, thing there too, is again, just showing that you are active, right? I think, and and I do this, right? I look at, I look at reviews when I go to a new place. And even if, maybe this is bad, but even if it is like a, 4.9 star review, sometimes I will even go look at the one star reviews and just see like, what did people actually say? Mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, overall, it's a really, really positive review, but I am curious on what some of those like one star reviews said. And if you see somebody, uh, you know, the business that responded there with either like a, we're very sorry, you know, let's try and make this right. Or even just uh, the confirmation that this isn't, you know, an actual like experience, right? Those can all be helpful.
0: It's a lot of brand reputation, right? I mean, maintaining that brand. And I think you hit on a good point there. I know there's some statistics out there. I don't have them offhand, but like how the amount of people that trust reviews more than they trust, like what the business is promoting themselves, like people trust people, you know, so reviews are a great place to get information. But like you said, we want to keep even the bad ones. We want to make sure we have a presence there.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so um, some best practices for responding to those reviews. Um, the first one is respond in, a, respond in a timely manner. So you definitely you definitely don't want a negative review sitting out there for an extended period of time, right? If you want to go through and respond to like f- the five-star reviews once a month, I think that's probably okay. But like, if you see a negative one come in, like the sooner you can get something up there and address it, the better.
0: And I think a quick life hack for that is you can get and set email notifications. So every time you do get a review, your business gets a review, you'll get that in your inbox and you can respond within minutes if you're monitoring that closely enough.
1: Yep. And again, um, back to our local SEO episode we did a a little bit bit ago, Um, setting up that Google My Business profile is going to be the only way that you can respond and get those notifications.
0: Yep, that's a good point too.
1: Another good uh, best practice is making sure you understand that customer's experience with your business before responding. So, you know, we use HubSpot as a CRM. Uh, we recommend that most businesses have a CRM that they use. Um, so, you know, if that name pops up, doing some due diligence and seeing like, one, is this a person that I can actually tie back to, you know, somebody that we, we helped as a customer? And then if that if it was, Um, you know, what was that situation, like obviously reading the review, seeing what they're saying, and talking to whoever on your side of the uh, company, you know, either handled that situation or dealt with them, whether it was a sales guy, a customer service rep or something like that. The one small caveat is just know that um, sometimes people's Google name is not necessarily always their, their real name, it could be like their husband's account, or it could be like a shared account, or I've just seen some random like, almost like, AOL instant messenger screen names before, <laughs> but sometimes those can be hard to tie back to the actual person.
0: Yeah. But that's a great point. Doing some due diligence, making you understand, was this person actually involved in my business? If so, what was their experience? Who did they work with? Just getting some background information.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You want, you want, you want to be kind of armed with that um, before you write your response. And I think another good thing to know is like, you know, definitely don't be confrontational in the review, right? Because these are public. Um, Anybody can see your response, positive uh, responses to positive reviews and responses to negative reviews. And the other thing is that technically the person can respond back again, right? So it's almost like you could build a, um, almost like a text chain. And I would just say that probably is something you want to avoid, right? Having that publicly facing confrontation, basically. So I think it's, it's appropriate to apologize if it makes sense um, but you don't necessarily need to take responsibility for things in that, right? Compassion, empathy, all of those things for the com- uh, for the customer are, are great. Um, and I would just say typically, you know, when we kind of help some of our clients respond to difficult reviews, um, we typically just offer them to reach out uh, directly, right? So, hey, we'd love to have a conversation and see if we can't make this right. Please give us a call um, at the office and, you know, put put the phone number in or put, uh, you know, Uh, maybe not a direct line, right? If you don't want anybody (laughs) calling you because again, it's public, but like call the office and let's try and talk through this, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Or an email. Yeah, I think those were two great sound bites there. One, if it is your fault, definitely apologize. Do so with um, empathy and compassion, like you said. But if it's it's not, then just have a constructive conversation. And I think regardless of if it is your fault, if it wasn't your fault, regardless, um, it is important to end with that. We'd love to talk this over, make things right give us a call, send us an email and just be authentic in that, like reaching out and saying, I, we want to make this right for you. I think that goes a long way.
1: Yeah. And be personable. Like even if you say like call the office and ask for Ben, right. If it was me responding to, you know, a bad review on Evenbound or something like that, just making sure that, you know, that, you know, you're a real person and things like that. Again, people will see that and they'll be like, Oh, they have a bad review, but at least like they're like actively trying to, you know, help the situation out and things like that, right? So it doesn't necessarily always need to be a a negative thing for every single person. And then one other thing that you can do, it's definitely, it's not always super successful, but um, there are ways to flag reviews on Google. It's not super hard, but like I said, they don't typically, it's not like, oh, you flagged it, I'm gonna take it down. Um, And the only reasons you can take down, um, like some of the reasons you can take down a review or, or at least flag it would be like, it's not relevant. It wasn't a customer. Um, inappropriate, like using um, bad language or harassment, kind of a thing. Um, so those are those are things that you can flag. But again, it's still up to um, a manual review process from Google to get those taken
0: down. Yeah. So like, if someone left a review about an umbrella on like a shoe company website, they'd be like, "Oh, this isn't relevant," you know. But I, I think that's a great point. And I want to end this episode with an actionable item. So Ben, what would you suggest would be someone's first step if they're like, okay, I, I know this information now, what do I do with it?
1: Yeah, well, one, if you don't have your Google My Business profile set up and verified, I would definitely do that. And um, there's some great resources. And we kind of talk about it a little bit in our um, local SEO podcast episode. The other thing that I would do is, if you don't have reviews, this is another really great piece for local SEO, would be to, um, once you have that profile verified, start reaching out for reviews um, to people who you know will give you a five-star review. You can build up that um, review profile with a lot of positive five star reviews. Even if you do get a, uh, a lower review, at least you have some of the, those five stars kind of padding that a little bit for the lack of a better term. And that can kind of just make it a little bit less detrimental of a hit, you know, if you don't have any right now and then you get one bad review, because again, people are probably 10 times more likely to leave a bad review than a good review without being prompted. So again, another good reason why you should go out and kind of actively ask for those five-star reviews.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Actively go ask for some good reviews. Look at your CRM, look at your database, see who's who's your friend and your friend in business, I should say, and ask them to give you a review. I think that's great. Well, thank you once again, Ben, for sharing your SEO knowledge with us. It, as always, is uh, great talking to you and great having you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Colby.
0: And for everyone else, thank you for listening and tuning into this episode of the Marketing in Minutes podcast. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode and we'll talk to you then. Bye.